しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Class 1A podcast. I am your host, Andrew Demsgren. For those of you that somehow do not know what Class 1A is, it is my Hero Academia weekly podcast presented by Popped Off, where we dive into the show, manga, lore, really whatever we want to talk about. But this week, we are continuing our adventure into the Vigilantes manga with chapters 61 through 65. And alongside me, as always, I have James Graham and Dylan Beale. And How are you guys doing today? How are you feeling about Aizawa continuing to get spotlight and actually getting a pretty big part of his backstory finally? I love Aizawa. I'm good with it. I love him. He's such a good character. And like, even just seeing these just like doubles down on that,、uh, uh, I guess, that thought for me. Because I don't know. I just love him. I'm glad he's getting really good stories being told about him. Yeah, he's like, he's a, already like a likable character enough as it is. And like, just. All this does is like reinforce how, how enjoyable he is as a, as a, you know, his character design, all that stuff. So, yeah, I, was, I had a good time reading these chapters. It was, it was fun. No, yeah, I, I really agree. I really love these three. I mean, these five. I don't know why I said three, the three characters in it, I guess. But、um, with that, why don't you guys just tell them where to find us, all that good rigmarole, so we can have to jump in and start talking about one of our favorite characters. Yeah, make sure you tell your friends about us. I don't know, pick up your phone. Look at your first contact who you, who you talk to like last. Maybe it's someone that you talk about video games with or anime with. Be like, hey, this is a cool podcast called,、uh, called Class 1A. Go listen to them. And while you're at it, you can leave a five star review and put that on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah. And if you have any suggestions for show notes, any ideas for like、uh, special episodes that we are, of course, doing off weekly with these. Uh, let us know over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. We always reply to our emails. We're real good about it. Andrew loves getting them. Hit us up. But now let's dive into chapter 61 through 65 of the My Heroes Vigilante manga, starting with a bank robber taking on a couple of hostages and Midnight and Loud Cloud showing up. Calling them Team Purple Revolution. They both have to stay inside and tell Aizawa to stop the villain, as they're afraid that the villain's quirk may be poisonous to people. Aizawa tries to stop them, but they use the quirk before Aizawa is able to neutralize the quirk, and the villain does get away. And then suddenly, Prince shows up. Not exactly, but their mentor for the agency that they're working at is basically an exact replica of Prince, and it's kind of a recurring theme, but. He was kind of being giving out compliments to everyone, and then he gets to Aizawa, who did let the villain get away. And he's like, Aizawa, did you know what he did wrong? He's like, Well, I let him get away to use a quirk. He's like, No, you didn't smile enough. And that is where we get the quirk that Aizawa has never smiled, really, even when he was a child. And it continues on with that. But the chapter does continue on. They have a little bit of discussions going back and forth, a couple of texts, when suddenly they get another chance at stopping the robber. And this time,、uh, Aizawa has on Loud Clouds. Um, goggles so that the smoke does not obscure them, and he is able to stop the villain. And then Loud Cloud does come from the sky and takes out the villain, showing how close these two are together and how well they can use their quirks in combination to take down the villains. Moving on to chapter 62, we are seeing、um, more about the whole goggles. This is a very big part of this chapter, and even this whole little、um, five chapter section at that. Um, one of the bullies from class 2B that was bullying Aizawa in an earlier chapter comes up saying, Hey, you guys are trying to steal my shit. I'm wearing glasses now because they help me be more active with my quirk. And 
So Loud Cloud and Aizawa fight um, President Mike and the bully in a 2v2 battle, but pretty much the bully tries to take those two on single-handedly, and they end up beating him without really much effort and kind of showing um, how close those two are getting. Into chapter 63, there is, uh, at the very beginning of the chapter, we see that their mentor and one of the members have been injured. We don't know who, and we get a flashback to where Lao Klau and Aizawa are talking through everything, and uh, suddenly they get a text where a giant villain is going through downtown, destroying everything, and he has a rap sheet of murder and all that, when suddenly the bully and his agency show up with all these loud and flashy quirks that are very powerful, and they all shoot him at the giant villain, but the villain is able to absorb those quirks and then use them back as an attack whenever they want. So they pretty much all get wiped out instantly, and then the giant villain uses the quirks they stored to take down their... Um, what, was, what was his actual hero name? Um, Prince's actual hero name. I just call him Prince. Uh, I don't know, man. You just call him Prince. Did we ever it's, learn it? Yeah, yeah, Prince? yeah. It's it's purple something. It's it's purple. yeah, yeah. I'll look it up while you while you're giving the recap. Oh, his purple highness. His purple. His there purple highness is what the name was. Um, they go on to that, and then suddenly, when uh, Loud Cloud goes to try and protect him and save him, uh, save some children from being crushed by a building. He then looks like he is crushed by rocks as well, so leaves just Aizawa to take on the giant villain. Where we go into chapter 64, where he hears Loud Cloud's like, speaker keep pumping him up. Aizawa says, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this. He learns how to neutralize the villain's quirk right as he's about to shoot out the blast. And he eventually ends up taking down the entire villain by himself, which multiple trainees and pro heroes couldn't do. And it's kind of a point where Aizawa really makes a name for himself as a hero. But also at the end of the chapter, he goes and tries to find Loud Cloud or Obodo, um, saying, thank you for pumping me up. Like, how bad is injuries? How is he doing? And he figure out that the gourd that has been pumping him up the entire time actually had been broken the entire time. And Aizawa is apparently hearing it all in his head. And that Obodo... Loud Cloud is dead. And then going into chapter 65, it is a year later, and Aizawa very much changes personality and who he is. He is still an above average student, but really where he excels and enjoys working on is his practical combat skills, where he is now exceeding at and wants to do nothing but fight, really, at this point. He still wants to start his own agency. His teacher pretty much said, why don't you go work for someone? So instead, he decides he's going to go on and be like an underground vigilante, like pro hero, not wanting to do anything except for take down pro heroes pretty much after the aftermath of everything that happened to Obodo. But at the end of that chapter, we do get a flashback to current time where it was all Koichi and Aizawa talking through things. um, Aizawa told him to the cat, right? They go and visit the Hoda brothers where they are going to give the cat to him and have them be the new... Uh, cafe cat and Aizawa remembers that the four of them President Mike, Midnight, Obodo and Aizawa were going to have a cat in their agency when they all grew older but with that he gets a couple of pictures of Sushi the cat they had from Midnight and he starts to walk away saying that everything's a little bit more clear and that he's going on a little trip and that is where chapter 65 ends so before we get to anything Dylan, I know you have a question I want to ask a question first is this him deciding to go become a teacher? Is this the turning moment for Aizawa to go become a teacher? Or do we think he's about to go on another little adventure that we're not going to see or get to see? Um, I think it's probably the teacher thing. Yeah. 
I mean, like, they've just, they've, like, beaten us down with, like, hinting at it the entire time that, like, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what he's doing, but it's, it, I, it sounds more like, like, I feel like he would have worded it differently if he wasn't going to be a teacher, you know, or, like, he was going to, like, if he was going to be a teacher, he would have said something different, so, I don't know. Mind you, it doesn't seem like, um, UA and the the area where Koichi and them are kind of in are like they don't seem like they're close at all so maybe I don't know no. maybe not right yeah and Dylan uh, what do you think and I, you had a yeah I, 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 have a, I have a question um, I guess I'll just ask this here just so it's very apparent to listeners as well what is our limits for spoilers like in terms of like the show the manga did I spoil anything no I'm asking you because I have some questions and I just want to just want to make sure all the way up to the end of season four and through whatever chapter on in, in Vigilantes. Nothing in the manga past season four. Okay. Sounds good. Um, my favorite part about uh, this, and I think is a super, super important thing to bring up, is because I think we've been waiting for it for a really long time, is to see the origins of the, uh, the sleeping bag. Um, I'm glad that we got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The origins of the sleeping bag is pretty great. I just I just love that him as a kid still is just like, nah. nah. <laughs> nap, nap time? <laughs> it's nap time. Well, how I kind of took it up is that, or what President Mike said, is that it was because he was always so tired from his practical training that he does nonstop. We see him in the gym climbing the ropes, and that that's pretty much everyone's saying. Like, he's above average student, but the second he starts passing, he just – start to say whatever and he only really ever goes hard at practical training i i mean it may just be this is kind of his personality now he doesn't care as much as he sleeps but i do kind of like that it might have originated from how hard he used to train and now it's literally just because it's just a habit. well now he like now he like explicitly fun like like he did like i mean that was our initial introduction as i as i was like does he works a lot at night so for him to work at night and be a teacher during the day like of course he's gonna of course he's gonna sleep right that's true I was just that like the true. idea of him being tired of everyone's shit. That's why. <laughs> it's relatable. <laughs> it's very fitting. But if that was the case, I'd be sleeping all the time on this podcast because I get tired of your Oh, my God. Give time. it up. You look forward to but, it every week. Um, But with that, let's go back and kind of go through the beginning of the chapters. We see all of them. Where in the earlier chapters, we're like, well, none of them have anyone to work with. None of these three have a... Uh, Itchy to work with. For whatever reason, only two of them get picked up. President Mike does end up going somewhere else with the bully, actually. But um, it's Prince. His Purple Highness is the one they go under. They work close with Midnight, and that's obviously where the relationship between those two grow. But overall, I think it was a really interesting hero to be mixed up. It almost gives me Best Genus and Bakugo vibes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely Best like Genus vibes, but man... It, it just straight up is just Prince. It's just Prince. They, I, they, like... they really just put Prince in this manga. <laughs> and that rules. I think it totally rules. But, like, the one concern, like, the flag that I get from this is, like, the same flag I get, like, whenever I see a really good JoJo's chapter is, like, oh, man, there's no way this is going to fly once they animate it. There's no <laughs> way this is going to fly. Um, oh, that's so true. Like, how? Yeah, yeah so, like, they, they might have to make some tweaks depending on it, but, like, it's so sick, though. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I, I mean, was that's laughing the whole time. So on the nose, they had to have talked to Prince's estate, no. right? No, no, this is this is manga. They don't do that I stuff. I guess it's in Japan. That's yeah. true. They don't Once it gets animated, that's when they'd have to deal with his estate. And like, like, yeah. like the whole the whole big joke, uh, like in a lot of manga, is like in JoJo's, they just put Mickey Mouse in it. 
They just put what? Mickey Mouse in it, which, like, <laughs> obviously, uh, any, anyone in, in America knows that's, like, a big no-no because uh, they will come after you. Yeah. But, yeah, like, in manga, you do whatever you want. Just, just put, put characters and stuff in there. Who cares? Oh, I, I didn't know that at all. But I think this was very cool to kind of see is a very – I mean, it's the origin of the goggles that we know now that, obviously, it's hard to tell if they were actually gold back then and this is the same pair of go- – like, do you think it's the same pair of goggles he got – Forever ago, obviously, yeah. they've been kind of... Well, yeah, because these, these ones have, like, actual lenses where his current goggles have, like, the lines in them, right? Which, like, oh, like, oh that's which are, like, are still effective, but, like, it, it screws up their view of him. Whereas these ones, like, yeah. you he just straight up sees them, right? So Shutter shades. Shut, yeah, he's basically... He's got the revert, like, the flips shutter shades, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's super cool to that and kind of seeing his a little bit more prowess. Even here, he's a little bit more um, efficient with his capturing one, but... Yeah, I, I kind of agree with though, and it's like, yeah, the chapter one is like great. These two, they're good friends. The next chapter, they work together to take down the robber and then do the two v two team fight. They're the perfect team. They're unstoppable. And then obviously the big bad comes in, and I think this was actually a really cool big bad and kind of how um, they used his quirk. Yeah, the absorb kind and of. I thing. think it was yeah. a really good one for Aizawa to kind of take down because. We always think of him like, oh, after he takes out the quirk, he needs someone else to beat him up, which I kind of went through the chapter a couple of times. But seeing him, like, nope, he literally just beat up a giant blob and won. Well, it was, it was kind of a really cool Yeah, because it, it, it was more technical than that, right, from him just, like, denying the quirk and, like, and then just basically beating him up because he had to recognize that once the, blo- like, once the orbs kind of, like, sh- shot out from his field of vision, they still exploded, right? So... It was much more, like, technical. But, like, I mean, man, was that ever pulling at the heartstrings, just going through that entire thing. Especially, like, the shitty part was, is, like, as soon as I saw the gourd and I saw, like, it was supposed to be his voice, I'm like, that's, that's not, it's not, he's, he's dead. dead. Like, yeah. that's not him, man. Like, and it's just, and, like, it's it just, it chokes you up, like, going through it because, like, Aizawa is just so, like, he's so, like, excited because it's, you know, his boys hump, pipe, like, like, just, cheering him on the entire time he doesn't know where the fuck he is but he just knows he's there right and then yeah like he ends up dying like and of course he ends up dying saving kids right so i mean like even he goes out pretty like heroically so yeah do we think his purple highness died here too no he was he was he was injured he was injured oh yeah. that's right they did put him there. he, he went ambulance in the ambulance yeah, yeah. But, yeah but they couldn't like they just like straight up sectioned off where loud cloud was like yeah but yeah, that 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 gourd was like, oh shit! Yeah. Like, if he kind of had an idea he was gonna die, he's not in the main story. We talked about this last week. Like, obviously something's gonna have to happen to him if it's a revenge story, or whatever. We need to find out still. But we knew it was probably coming to an end the second he saw that gourd. You kind of knew what was coming, and especially that gourd, pretty much Isaiah himself hearing the voice, being the reason he's able to kind of take that turn of going from feeling like he can't do anything by himself to literally taking down a villain countless pro heroes working together couldn't take down yeah. was a cool moment for him but also god damn was it sad like you warned us to be prepared for the tears yeah but yeah i got i got a little sad toward that at the end of that one after the the next fight um i mean that next chapter after they were talking about what happened yeah yeah i read i read i read the vigilantes uh like our section like a little earlier in the week and i was just like yeah just get get ready boys because this is this is brutal <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one of the really good outputs of this is uh, there's a really good two-page spread 
of Aizawa. It's like uh, the side of his face. Mm. Um, and it's be- it's beautiful. It looks so sick, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the spreads in, 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 in Vigilantes have been like on par with my hero spreads it's 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 crazy how how well they they do that absolutely yeah yeah and I lo- yeah and, well that's Bradley. do you think like there's a year time jump between chip uh 64 and 65 now it's towards the end of was that in 65 um right before we went back to koichi or is that after it, 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 it's like it basically it is the transition back to the present yeah and do we think that's everything that's like happened between that moment and kind of where we left him off in the past or do just some cool moments for him or probably just just random cool moments from him yeah mm. just kind of showing where aizawa is now versus where he was back yeah then. yeah because like i i do i do like that they they didn't just go from that tragic thing to current aizawa like there's this nice like intermission period that really like flushes out kind of like how he's starting to develop and how he's turning and stuff like that and then yeah, you get that nice little like that like like I mean I you call it a montage, but like I mean it's just a bunch of shit he's done right and people he's interacted with, and I I think that's like a really nice way to round it out. I know we were we had a big concern that this could go on for too long, and I think they just they they wrapped it up in a this was the perfect yeah way. they wrapped it up yeah. in a really nice little package. Like I cannot say like now that this is over like that was probably my favorite part of vigilante so far i think it it, 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 it's bad to say that because of how much this is koichi's story and how much i love this but just our love and how much i really enjoy as i was a character coming over from the main series that was just the perfect little one where it didn't overstay the welcome you learned enough and you saw how he was and how he is now it it was the perfect link for those and seeing how well he did this one i would hope to see more down the road i don't know who would be with but i'm much more open and i won't have that fear in vigilantes anymore if they do do an offshoot story because clearly they know where to wrap it up and now great we're going right back into koichi's story yeah. it seems like Aizawa was gone so now there's no one but midnight and then and, but midnight's gone now she's teaching now too even yeah. so now there's really no one around except for the main cast and we can finally get back into their story for a good while until they introduce a new side character which will probably be not too long but I hope we get some good time before that side characters are met. Yeah, in the span of 10 chapters, they really were just, like, they were not so much eliminating, like, the supplementary cast, but they really, like, were, like, just tying up stories and, like, making them, you know, making it re- refocus, right? I do I do love that the, the brothers, like, brought in, like, another, they brought in another dude, the octopus. So it was the one, yeah, it was the one that they tore down all their stuff originally. When they yeah, the octopus guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now they're just gonna, they're gonna run a cat cafe, and that's... Oh, that's lovely. That's just so good. I would love if that somehow made a reference, like if that somehow made an appearance in the Astro Show. I, I love the Hoda brothers. They, they're quickly becoming like one of them. I think they will be the reoccurring side characters that we're always kind of seeing. Oh yeah, they yeah, the yeah. Spot by the bathroom for Aizawa and all that. It's yeah. I think I think they're gonna turn. Like I hope they turn into more than Wolverine and Cyclops. Like they're there a little more of them, but I hope they don't like beat them to death either. Like this was really good because Aizawa was always like their main interaction in like. They gave him. They gave him like his own his own spot. Like I thought that was so sweet, right? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, this is a big feelsy section of chapters. This this, this did it <laughs> to me. But okay, so with that, Aizawa's wrapped up. Aizawa's gone. Going back to the main crew and where everyone's at. So Knuckle Duster, we have not seen. He was in a fight with Two O'clock. Mm-hmm. We saw, we didn't see any of his blood. There's body wasn't at the scene. They didn't seem like they found it or anything like that. But we don't have a clue of where he's at. 
Koichi is mentorless and all that kind of stuff right now. He had Chris left. Um, that whole crew is kind of gone now. And I'm assuming that means Pop's little group is gone as well. They haven't solidified that. But I'd kind of be surprised if they were a main character anymore now that Chris is gone. So what's next? Do we think it kind of goes into taking on and maybe these two figuring out knuckle dusters back and going after two o'clock or what do we think's next for the crew now or do we think it's going to go in a totally new direction i I think all signs are pointing towards knuckle duster and koichi and pop kind of coming back together i mean like you were talking about we we kind of severed at this point all the koichi's mentors and we severed like everything that's going on with pop because she's not doing the uh like she's not doing like the idol thing anymore so like we we we've stopped all those like different like side adventures and now we only have the one and so like i think it's obvious that it's like wrapping all those up and kind of bringing us back into like the main uh main three so i i definitely think that's what's what's next especially because we had that part of the chapter um of where he was like you know this is not the part that i come in i come in later i think this is the later yeah, I keep I keep forgetting that he's like he's pulled like a like a Deku like he he like he like over narr- like he narrated like a certain like portion of the story right. Yeah, he narrated and, and literally said that this is the, the direction that it's gonna go. It's just the question of when, and when. I think I think the answer is yeah, it's now. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they don't do another offshoot story. As much as I like these and like how enjoyable they are, I would love to get those back, especially because Pop and Koichi feel very different about Knuckle Duster and how he does a lot of this since he's had more interactions with pro heroes. Koichi specifically is much more hero-like. And I guess Pop really has zero character development since the last time they interacted. I mean, in terms of how she'd really interact with Knuckle Duster? Yeah. I think she's very similar. No, she's she's very, like, clearly against what Knuckle Duster is doing. Because, I mean, like... She doesn't want Koichi to use the blast. Yeah, the effect that Knuckle Duster had on her was that, like... She's super wary now of, like, how much, like, force that you actually put into this vigilante thing. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So, Goichi yeah. was always yeah, the more... Don't talk the... shit on my pop, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Goichi was always the more the more neutral of the two. Like, he was, like, he was much... Like, he under... He I think he was just more reserved as far as his opinion when it came to Knuckle Duster. But, yeah, pop was pretty pretty vocal that she was just, like, not, not a fan. Yeah, that is true, actually. I guess it's just been so long since those three have been together. Yeah, like, I mean, it's been, like, at least 30 chapters. Like, at least, like, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. But, like, so, like, as we're kind of talking through this and, like, all these stories kind of, like, coming to their end point, does it feel kind of like one thing after another? Like, I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I was getting. Like, Chris Chris dips, Aizawa dips. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it was. it's, like, in, like, a, a succession. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, yeah, I know the story kind of has I, to go that way, but at the same time, like, it almost feels, like, forced a little bit. That, yeah, I guess you the B-plot's weak. Like, there's no consistent story through all of it. And I'd make the argument there is that 2 o'clock has been in almost everything this entire time. Like, the Hero Factory, yeah. like, that's what Aizawa was kind of looking into. And when Fatgum and them came into, like... There is some kind of B-plot that's always kept going. And even the idol thing and Chris thing ended with 2 o'clock attacking and then the Knuckle Duster and Knuckle Duster went collecting information. Like, I think the Aizawa story kind of takes away from that. But before that, I mean, we had some mention or appearance from 2 o'clock every two or three That's true, yeah. And he is like the overarching, he's the overarching bad guy right now, right? So... 
I think it's maybe because Koichi and Pop have not had any interaction with them. It's all been Knuckle Duster, which has been like the C story recently. Yeah, true enough. That there's been the Koichi and Pop and then whoever the main side character is and then Knuckle Duster. Yeah. So I think that'll become a lot stronger once they're all together, hopefully. But I can see that, yeah, the backstory hasn't been as strong. But you see that with My Hero a lot, too. Yeah, no, very true. I feel like in the normal series, it's one arc and then like, oh, that really never, ever happened. Let's move on to the next thing. There's always one or two, like, transitioning moments. But once they're into the next arc, it's very like, okay, this is a new arc, it feels like to me. Yeah, it's very, well, it's very shonen, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's just like section, section, section. Anyway. Yeah, it's not action-packed <laughs> and sexy to keep worrying about previous problems when there's new ones and stuff like that in front True. of you. True. I think the same thing every day. <laughs> Some of your comments, I just don't think are necessary. I was about to ask you, like, hey, do you have anything to add, Dylan? And now I don't <laughs> that's care. That's what he has to add. to add. Yep, that's, that, that is your limit of talking for the rest of the episode. <laughs> But with that, is there last any last thoughts we want to get out there before we do dive into this week's Plus Ultra recipient? No, I'm good. Then with that, let's move into the Plus Ultra section of the show, where for those of you that do not know each and every Vigilantes chapter or when we are going through the season, movies, anything like that, we always designate someone that went Plus Ultra, went beyond, and... This week, I am going to have Dylan, because of his dumb comment, I'm going to force him to lead off with who you thought went plus ultra in these chapters. I'm going to pick the obvious person. I'm going to, I'm going to, be, I'm going to be the person to pick the obvious one, get the, get the arguments out there, because it's, uh, it's Aizawa, of course. I mean, like, I, I, think, I think him fighting through uh, that villain, uh, just, like, discovering himself, like, during that fight, I think that's really going beyond, because, like, he, he proved that, like, He's not the support hero. He's not the person who does the stuff in the middle. He can he can raise the curtain, you know, beat him up and close the curtain at the same time. And I thought that was really cool. I did like that they used that like curtain analogy. Like that was that was a, a nice little breakdown. But I'm going no. I'm going to disagree, dude. I'm going to disagree. It's not Aizawa. It, it, like I mean, even though he's dead, it's Loud Cloud. I think Loud Cloud is. I think I think he deserves it because again. Despite the fact that he dies prior to Aizawa kind of like almost awakening, he's the motivation for Aizawa to do that, even though it's not him. You know what I mean? And like he he died being a hero. Like he died saving children. Like you can't get any more like typical hero esque than that, right? So I think I think I think Loud Cloud kind of de- like deserves it because he's never gonna get it again either, right? Like I mean this this was this is how he went out, and I thought he went out being plus ultra. I mean, it's fine, but it heads Aizawa. I mean, come on. Like, I get that. I get that was awakening, but really, it was Aizawa in his own head hyping him up using his voice. So, and then it was Aizawa that figured it out, and then it was Aizawa that did nothing but training for the next year and a half, and it became the person he is now and become strong. Plus, our boy smiled at the end of chapter sixty-five. You know how little we see him smile. He got daily. He gets. Like, he smiles every time he gets sushi. He gets daily sushi. That's literally what the text oh yeah. says. Is he gets daily sushi messages, and it's oh, it's always pictures of I him. I know, but that wasn't the smile he gave at the end. And you know what? He turned around. My man was glowing. Yeah, well, he hasn't glowed in the hundreds of chapters and episodes we've known him. That is also obviously a huge turning point for him not only as a hero but mentally of where his next steps are going to go when he becomes a teacher at ua my man i, I ain't moving on this dude Cloud gets it for sure 
Well, before we fight to the death on that, then, how about we wrap up this episode and just call it that? Sounds good. All right, guys, hit us up on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Tell your friends about us. Share the love. Hit us with that five-star review. All that good stuff. We're on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash pop underscore off to check us out there and follow us. Or want to go to our website, it's poppedoff.com. And before we do wrap up this week's episode, next week's episode is going to be our top five worst characters in the My Hero universe. From Vigilantes, from the manga, it's up to them. And we're not defining what we think the worst part about them is. It is just going to be the worst part. And we're going to be doing this very similar to how we did um, the... Top five quirk. Top five quirks or um, or how we did the... Yeah, probably top yeah. five quirks. We haven't decided exactly how to do it. But nonetheless, we're coming in with the heat of talking through characters we don't like for whatever minuscule reason we don't like them for. So I hope that sounds exciting to you guys. Let us know some of your least favorite characters or let us know who you don't want us to call it next week because you already know one of them for me, Jim. I, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here on the front lines being the Mineta defender. <laughs> I promise you that, folks. You shouldn't be. But with that, we will call it there for this week's episode, and we'll see you all back in class next Saturday.